Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Life in General. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. And uh, as always, you can check us out on uh, on our website, which is lifeingeneralpodcast.com. Uh, check our show out on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, all sorts of different places. Um, follow us on Facebook at Life in General Podcast, uh, on Twitter at uh, Life in General MI. Email us any questions or comments to lifeingeneralmi at gmail.com. Um, I don't know. This would be a good time to introduce our guest. Oh, well, oh, I, was, I was getting there. Was okay. Getting there. Today we're joined by, uh, DJ fame. Hey, what's up guys? And, uh, we're going to talk a little music today, but, uh, before we get into that, I know Ian probably wants to discuss some current events. Well, I just thought I was curious what your thoughts on, um, you know, Russiagate was now that, uh. Oh, Russia Gate. Now that it's kind of blown up a bit more, uh, in fact, they, today they released uh, two more names of people who were in on that meeting with uh, Little Donnie. Little Donnie. <laughs> Little Donnie. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> they, I can't uh, take credit for that. That's my dad. Is it? <laughs> Got a trademark, copyright, yeah. all that. Don't use that, it. That's great. So if you look at the stuff that came out, mm-hmm. the anti-Hillary stuff after this meeting supposedly happened, it kind of falls in line to a lot of the stuff that russia was doing at that time right. so i mean it, it's i don't think they can really deny there's there's longer. no denial it's it's there um at this point it's really just a matter of how involved other parties were i mean we're starting to find out how involved little donnie was jared kushner all these other people i think it's really going to be a big thing once we find out how involved well i don't think i don't think this meeting in particular is gonna be a big thing because this this meeting here the way i kind of look at it and a lot of the stuff i read about it seems more like a this attorney was somebody that gave russia plausible deniability on the whole thing Mm -hmm. so this is this seems kind of more like a an initial contact kind of meeting right kind of feel out the subject see how everything if they're willing to play ball with you yeah before they make a big pitch because she's somebody that really doesn't have a whole lot of ties to Russia. Not directly, although there was that she was at some um, some conference or something, and it was on behalf of the Russian government. Yeah. So she is involved in the Russian government to some degree. But she doesn't have ties to say the whole hacking. Not ar- directly, arm of it, but, but yeah. you know, even someone at the higher up, say Putin himself, isn't directly connected. He just may have given the order. Yeah. You know yeah. so. It's all part of the same gig. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if this actually leads to something further down the line. Yeah. If there were more, because like I said, just this one meeting, if that's all it was, I don't really see a whole, I mean, obviously. Well, this is just another part of the puzzle. And like you said, it's just one, one more thing. It's, it's, it's building to something. Yeah. yeah. We'll just see what it's building to. It, I don't think it really fucking matters. But the funny thing is. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing that I've gotten a lot out of this is if you watch a lot of the media, they're saying, well, you know, collusion with a foreign government, there's nothing illegal about it. There is, actually. Well, I know. There it's, is. it's called treason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, yeah. You're, this, you know, working with a foreign government to it, affect the election here in the United States. I mean, that should yeah. be a big fucking at, deal. Well, at the very least, it's working with a foreign government 
against the best interests of your own government. Yes. So, but this is why I say it doesn't fucking matter. You've got the Republican Party, Trump supporters, the base supporters, the 40, 38 to 42%. Yeah. Who, you know, during the election calling for Hillary to go to jail over having the wrong server. Not necessarily leaking anything, but just having the wrong email server. Yeah. There's becoming a pattern of evidence that leads to the fact that there's collusion, potential mm-hmm. collusion, and they don't care. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They're no. not calling for him to go no. to jail. No, actually, in the, so, in, in the complete opposite, and like it's like fucking bizarro world or something. I, I've, I saw a lot of people saying, at least on social media and stuff, that, well, at least he was able, at least he turned over this email. He didn't destroy it like Hillary would have. Like, like it makes everything all better. Well, he was to them, in their he, minds, it probably does. He was nice enough to, to turn that email in. Well, and he's been nice <laughs> enough to admit on several occasions, whether intentionally or otherwise, that he knew about a lot of this stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, in interviews and stuff. He doesn't have that filter that prevents him from saying, oh, yeah, it was a great idea. I mean, I'm glad we did it. You know? I think that. Uh, I think he does not have a PR person. <laughs> oh no, he does. He has several. He just doesn't listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dead money out there. <laughs> dead money and a lot of drugs. It'll, I'm sure on their part, <laughs> taking anti-anxiety medicine every oh, day. Yeah. Like he tweeted again. Oh my god, give me, give me something. I need something. At least a drink. I, I think Bear might be their best friend. <laughs> right. I'm thinking Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your, here's your phone, but first, you, everyone's got to take a bar of Xanax. Okay, a couple of Ambien's every here and yeah. there. You know. Well, I don't know. It's like I said. I. It's fascinating. This yeah, well, the, yeah, where it's going, where it's potentially going. If if it goes anywhere, if it goes anywhere. So, you know? but I do think that part of the media, I think, is putting. It's like every time Trump does anything, it's like this big ordeal. Right. So, and they got to play. They got the. They got to stop playing it that way. Well. Yeah, uh, any any day like that I'm off, I'm not working. I, I like to watch MSNBC, but all I have to do is see what big happened that day, and I know that's all they're going to talk about at MSNBC right. that whole goddamn day. Yeah. Well, so it, it was kind of like that when Obama took office, though, for the first you know year or so, they were just kind of up his ass with a microscope and blowing everything up to be a lot bigger than what it was. Right. Well, that's because he was President Blackenstein. Yeah. Exactly, the... and then. We get the complete polar opposite, and it's just that much bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like that's the way everybody's going to look at it for a very long time, especially people like my age, like younger people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's going to be such a big thing because I feel like we're just not coming, kind of coming into like the importance of that, uh-huh. and we did, we kind of took that for granted, like with Obama, and then now we're like in the shit. You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I think we're all trying to figure that out. Yeah. So well, I mean, it's. It's going to be interesting how history looks back on this. Right. Uh, at, for me, just the double standard. Yeah. Trump's been in office 173 days, I believe, and yeah. he's been golfing 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obama golfed, but I think there but, was that one time he went golfing and Trump himself made a huge deal about he it. He did. But they say oh, that Trump is working while he's golfing. That's that's the difference. He's... I know that. I know that. This is well, he golfs, but he takes foreign dignitaries with him when he golfs. That's yeah. He's working for his best interest, not the country's of best course. interest. Well, he's making money. Exactly. That's all it is. Well, that's the double standard I'm talking yeah, about, though. Yeah. I mean, and it was worse with Obama because he was black, 
everything everything he did was infinitely worse than anything mm-hmm. anyone else was doing, even though he was doing less of it mm-hmm. than everyone else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. They were just mad they couldn't catch any dirt on him. Well, well they tried. Yeah. Of course whether, they tried. Whether you like him or not, he was probably one of the few respectable politicians, at least the most respectable we've had in he's a century. The, he's the only one Almost we have. He's the only one in office that hasn't had some kind of scandal. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. In a hundred years. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's not I don't think it's gonna go anywhere, but it's still fascinating. No, I mean uh, I think it's funny that uh was somebody in the house is trying to bring up articles of impeachment. Yeah. Which that's not gonna fucking go it's anywhere. Not gonna it's a waste happen. of time and it's a waste of air. Yeah. Yeah. Well and it's it's kind of showing your cards too soon because there may come a time where you can legitimately do it. Too late. But no, it's, it, it, but no, it, it's probably the, is on, too late. the only way that's going to ever happen is um, the Republicans are going to have to get sick of his crap and say, "Look, all right, let's just, let's move on to Pence." Right. Which is, I'm sure, their plan. Um, oh, they've got a backup plan for sure. That is, Pence a, that, is that's, yeah. he is, and, and I think he's worse for us and than yes, Trump. Yes, is. <laughs> and and that's that's one thing that I've been like bringing up. He's like, "Oh, get rid of Trump, get rid of Trump," and I'm like. You guys don't want to see what Pence is capable of. You know, though, I don't know. Because <laughs> at least Pence is, yes, he is He is an extreme member of the Republican Party, but at least he's he does things rationally, at least it yeah. seems. Mm-hmm. Trump is the complete opposite. He's just an ir- irrational person. I can see that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call Pence rational, but definitely more rational well, if, than if, Trump. If, if, you look at, if you look at his, if you look at, and that was the thing with Trump is Trump, Trump didn't have any kind of history to him. Mm-hmm. At least with Pence, you've got a legislative history with him. Right. You can see the, the things he's pushed for and, and done. Pence bill, can't bill even read a sign that says do not touch. What? He was at NASA. He was looking at the, the uh, I don't know if it's a shuttle, whatever. Some kind of, Pence? Yeah. yeah. And there's a big sign right in front of him that says do not touch while he's touching it. <laughs> There's a picture of him actually oh, really? touching it with the sign <laughs> right in front of his face. Well, maybe he just thinks the signs don't apply to him. Yeah, well, neither does Trump. That's my point. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. At yes, least Trump Pence has is, a paper trail, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, so if, I don't know. I guess Trump just has a wake of death. <laughs> behind him. That's, oh, all, that's all he has. Speaking just, speaking of death, um. I, I read this morning that um, I think it was somebody within the Clinton Foundation that ratted somebody, uh, supposedly leaked some information that um, got the Clinton Foundation in a bunch of trouble. I guess he was found dead this morning or yesterday. I see. Now I thought it was somebody connected to Trump. He no. committed suicide. No, no, no. So now the. Uh, I didn't read the article. At least the crazy, the, the crazy right wingers on yeah, social media were saying. Hillary that, had him killed. Exactly. That's, yeah. That was. Yeah. That's one badass bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're actually calling uh, Hillary a uh, serial, serial killer is what they're calling Oh, her. wow. I don't know if that qualifies. Yeah, no, nope, no. Serial killers, uh, I think, have to at least commit the murder themselves. Otherwise, they're just... It's it's social media. What the Mob hell? bosses? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, social media, I guess that's more his... That's my way. Uh, right. That's his way. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 st- I still struggle with it. Well, to a point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other day I had asked him, I was like, uh, you guys have an Instagram, you mm-hmm. know, for the podcast? He's like, nah, I think 
Twitter is kind of hard enough for me yeah. to handle. I have, I, have enough, I have a hard enough time putting shit on Facebook and Twitter. Right. <laughs> I, I have my own my own Instagram, but I don't even put stuff on there right now. I don't now. even know how Instagram works. You know, the other day, you had liked one of my photos, and I seen it, and I was like, he has an Instagram? <laughs> like, I didn't even know you had one. I had no clue. I followed you, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's cool. It's so. like finding out an old person knows what fire is. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, wow. <laughs> i'm older than you so i guess I, I guess i can say that you guys both got like 20 years on me so shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> how, how old are you 21 you're 21 uh, i've got about 18 years on you 18 yeah. nick you're he's got about like 17 17 yeah yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so let's move on to our, to our topic of the day. <laughs> I have a feeling I might be showing my age more here anyway with Why our topic. That? I don't know. Just uh... so since you were, uh, you're uh, you know obviously a DJ, and mm-hmm. I figured we'd talk uh, music industry since you're here. You were just at the BET Awards. Um, I was. I was. It was a great time. How um, did you? How did you fall into that? Um, I. Uh, I used to go to high school with these two dancers. Their names are Ao and Teo. Yeah. Um, right now they, they got have the Rolex. Rolex uh, number one on Billboard right yeah, that's now. That's crazy. Um, and uh, we went to high school together. We weren't like really friends or anything. I just had a couple classes with them. Yeah. But uh, last summer, they I, I didn't know they. Were, I didn't know you went to school with them. Mm-hmm. Yep, they went to Ipsy. Well, originally they were at the uh, you know the other school district, and then our school district's consolidated. Yeah. Um, but uh, last year they were doing like a tour. Yeah, and uh, they needed a DJ, and right around that time, I had just like really kind of came out as a DJ, um, like in our like in Ipsy and like in Michigan, and um, so they took me with them. They picked me, and that was really fun. Uh, we were everywhere. Uh, we did like thirty shows in like thirty days or no something shit. like that. Yeah, I mean wow. it was a show every day. That's we crazy. were on the road somewhere. And we lived in a Sprinter for like two months. <laughs> it, awesome. it was so hard. It was so hardcore. Just hotels and Sprinters, and we were physically dead after the whole That's thing. That's cool. That's cool. Um, it was a good experience. I hadn't really DJed like seriously before that, yeah. so. There were like the first few shows were absolutely terrible. You know, I was like, I was just like a terrible DJ. I hadn't really learned much by yeah. then. Um, but then we had linked up with like some serious DJs and they had showed yeah. me a lot and then it just took off from there. That's cool. Um, they did the BET Awards last year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like, I didn't even know them then. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they had done like some stuff with Usher and all that. And then uh, they went this year and they just took. Everybody who wanted to go last year, they get to go. They took us all with them. That's cool. So we all just spent a week in LA, and I, you know, they gave me passes and stuff, and we yeah. went to the the award show, and that was, it was just like a life changing experience. I got to do a lot of networking and stuff like that. That's cool. So, That's cool. Yeah, I, I just it just happened. They just called me. and was like, hey, we're going to BET next week. You want to go? I was like, uh, I kind of have work, but it's kind of <laughs> worth it. So uh, yeah, I, that that the opportunity yeah, to come on. Yeah, so I so. called my boss and I was like, "Look, dude, like if it was anything else, I I would stay, but I'm going to BET later. Yeah. You're gonna have to find somebody to cover it. Exactly. And I'm I'm not gonna stay for a four hour shift. No, you know what no, I'm saying? No. To miss the BET award. So I uh, I went and spent a lot of money and <laughs> came came back struggling, but it was it was a great time and it it like changed the way I think about like music and stuff. Now it it really helped me out. That's cool. So. Yeah. But, uh, Real quick, who are you talking about? This is where I show my age. The uh, artists that you're talking about. My my friends Ao and Tao. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're dancers. Okay. Really, really good dancers. Mm. Um, crazy. But, yeah. It's crazy to watch. In, yeah. in, they have like such a cult following. It's mm-hmm. insane. 
And um, so when you say dancers, now they're dancing. Uh, they're not like dancing. They're for, not. They're not dancing the tango or anything. No, I understand. No, that. I yeah, understand. No, that. they they danced back up for uh, Chris Brown and Usher. Okay. Yep, okay. On Usher's tour. Gotcha. And they okay. went on Chris Brown's tour also. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, they just been in like countless music videos mm-hmm. for you know they've been in Gucci Man's. I don't know if you know who Gucci Man no, is. No. No. Very famous. Uh, very big with us. Yeah. yeah. He's in. Gu- they were in Gucci Man's video, Usher's video, Chris Brown's video. Um, all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they've always been making music since we were younger, but that was just kind of a, like everybody at that time wanted to be a rapper. It was just right, like a thing, right. you know what I'm saying? And so they weren't going to ride that wave, but then, uh, they signed with Jazzy Faye yeah. and Jazzy was like, you guys got to get in the studio. You guys got some serious. So they're producing here. their own music. Now. Yep. Okay. They're, they're making their own music and, uh, their song Rolex, their debut like single mm-hmm. is, uh, number one on the billboards and has been for like a month now. Wow, uh, it's been out for a little over 30 days and they're at like 56 million views. Oh wow. Or something like that. Yeah. So they're on their way up there. Cool. Uh, well, uh, you were in one of their videos, weren't you? Um, I did, or, I did you were uh, a video with s- them. some dance videos. Yeah. With them. Uh, like just like me DJing in the background, yeah. stuff like that. I and, think I saw the one. And that took my Instagram profile, like, (laughs) just skyrocketed after that, you know. Um, You know, I went from having 300 followers to 3,000 in, like, a month. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... It, it was it's it was like an experience like it's all about exposure man yeah, yeah and and it was cool to not just work with an artist it was cool to work with like they were like family you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like we were all together all the time 24 hours a day there was never anything that we were doing that wasn't together yeah. mm-hmm. and so yeah it's like really cool to to know that even though they're way up there and i'm still way down here they're still pulling everybody up yeah. you know right. what i'm saying so it's kind of cool so uh so what do, what got you into djing um you know, it was actually really weird. Like, I think it was sophomore, junior year of high school. I was on uh, student council, uh-huh. and <laughs> we wanted to plan a dance for like homecoming or something. We had zero budget. Our school was just, you know, it was yeah. the budget for our school system was terrible down here. <laughs> and uh, they were like, "Oh man, like we can't afford a DJ because the DJ that we had used for all of our school dances was like four hundred a night." You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we didn't even have, we didn't even make four hundred dollars at the dance. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, does anybody know a DJ? And I remember just sitting there and I had been talking to my friends like, oh, I want a DJ. Like, it'd be so cool. And my friend just nudged me and was like, do it. And I was like, no, man, like, I don't even have turntables or anything. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And then the school was like, we'll pay you like a hundred bucks or whatever to DJ the, the dance. So I did it. I went to like radio shack and bought the cheapest turntable like i mean i swear to god like a six-year-old like it was like a toys r us turntable you know what i'm saying it was terrible whatever whatever works yeah and uh, i ended up djing the dance and just from then on it was like everybody started calling me dj fam like that was like my nickname at school and like my friends that i still hang out with to this day still you know oh fame this fame that you know and like they started it, I didn't even call myself like DJ Fam. I was yeah. just like the DJ, you know what I'm saying? And then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna call you DJ Fam. Like you're gonna be so famous one day." <laughs> and that's just like how it came about. And then I just kind of stuck with it. And like I took a few classes, you know, things like that, but yeah. nothing big. And then it just kind of took off, and I kind of linked up with Ao and Teo. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's actually really weird because people like automatically assume that because I know them, like. I'm big in the dance world. <laughs> so like I get DMS like on Instagram from dancers like, Oh bro, like you got to help me blow up. And I'm like, dude, I'm just the DJ. Like I, I can't help you with your dancing thing. You I, know I've, what I'm I've seen, I've seen your dancing before. Yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> dancing is not that great. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
even at your wedding, <laughs> at your wedding, we have videos of that. Yeah. yeah so, well, in your defense, you're pretty young then. I was five, six. Well, that was 2002. So six. Yeah. I was six. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge any, any current <laughs> dance ability based on that. I, I think I was pretty well ahead of my time. Though. Well, not going to lie. I don't know. I, I think I dance the same today as that I did when I was six. So yeah, I dance worse. <laughs> <laughs> I have less rhythm now. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So yeah, that's just kind of how it came about. It just, I got really lucky. It was just my placement. And then. It's all about uh, who you know, you know. Yeah, and after I had did that, I went to a, a Big Sean concert yeah. at Eastern, and uh, the opening act was like between the stage and us, like passing out CDs. Mm-hmm. They were looking for a DJ, um, and I told him I was like, "Yo, I'm a DJ." And the next day, like I went and like tried out, like you know, did a little spinning for him or whatever. And I ended up DJing for them for a while, and we opened up for a bunch of people. Oh, that's cool. Like uh, we did one Big Sean concert after that. Um, we did T.I., 2 Chains, Lil Wayne, Pusha T, um, a lot of that stuff. And uh, nothing really came about from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it was just, like, really cool to, like, have that cloud or whatever. Yeah, it's, well, but, the, it's the experience. The experience, yeah. I mean, it was a great time. And um, that that made that pushed me to do it even harder. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to open anymore. I want to be the act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And that's actually becoming a lot bigger with DJs now. Like it was a big thing and then it kind of DJs kind of got faded uh-huh. out and now we're like trying to make a comeback. So yeah, you're starting to see it more and more often. Oh yeah. Yeah. DJs are on their, their comeback season right now. I'm super <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> I'm pushing. Well, as hard then as I now's can. the time to be involved. I would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. Yep. Cool. And so, and, and you don't want to wait till you're, well, I'm Ian's age to right. try, try any of this yeah. shit. You know? and I'd look terrible trying to DJ. Well, I'm yeah. just saying trying anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, mean, I know, it's an effort yeah. for me to get up. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's not what I meant. I meant, you know, like, because I know I'm sure you get a lot of shit about, you know, going off and doing whatever. And, All day. And it's just, All day. that's I, what you're supposed to do when you're 21. You, I, you can't wait till you're almost 40 to, yeah, to try this shit. Right. So. And not, I, not stuff like this. No. I, you know, like, I, I dropped out of school you know, to do this. Like I dropped out of college mm-hmm. to DJ like full time yeah. and, and I'm still not DJing full time. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's like a lot of hard work and like my family just, eh, I mean, they were kind of upset. Like my immediate family, you know, like why'd you drop out of school? Cause yeah. I'm the first person in my family to not go to school now. Like if yeah. I don't go back to college, I'll be the only one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean that that's kind of discouraging, but it, like it gives me that, that motivation to work that much harder because you don't nowadays you don't have to go to college to be successful. Well, there yeah, are plenty and, of no, you, successful. you have to go to college to work, but to, not to be successful. Exactly. You know, and the, exactly. I, I didn't go back to college till I was in your 30s. In my 30s. Right. And yeah, yeah. my mom went to college and you know and heard Yeah. So too, like, I mean, you got time. You got right, time. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's you what I'm saying do, like do, wants, do what you got to do now. Yeah, I can go back to college thinks, now. And know? everybody thinks it needs to be done right now, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I feel like I feel like in my age, just doing me and trying to do what I can and be successful in my own eyes, I feel like that's yeah. that's the most important yeah, part. Yeah, because when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, it's going to be the memories of the things you're doing now that's exactly. going to be more, most yeah, important Yeah, I mean, like, you. I opened up in front of 20,000 people. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know how cool that is? Even like, if you don't get to the, the place you absolutely want to be. You exactly. Know, which is the top, of yep. course. Yeah. If you don't try, yeah, that's what you're going to regret. Yep, oh, yeah. exactly. And... And, like, I kind of felt that way, like, about not going to a university. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went to community college, and I was like, 
like kind of like afraid. I don't know, like the anxiety kind of got me. So I just went to a community college and then like all my friends were like, oh, universities are like so cool. Like I'm living in a dorm, we're partying all the time. And I like felt so terrible about that. <laughs> and then I started DJing and they're all like, dude, I just want to be you so bad. And I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, it's just like a lot of hard work, but um, it's not hard to get into as long as you just want to work hard. So, yeah. Yeah. You gotta be persistent. And, exactly. Which is pretty much they're, true about they're, most things. Yeah. For a time I I did give up for a while. Like I stopped DJing. Like people were like, Oh, you gotta come DJ this show and I'm just like, No, nah, bro, like I don't I'm not DJing no more, like it's not making me any money. Like because yeah. DJs get screwed over so hard. Bro. Oh, of course like you'll do. do a show and then at the end of the night they're like, money at the door got kinda messed up and I'm just like, dude, like that's yeah. not cool. That's <laughs> I've been here for six hours DJing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I kept your club open for the night, you know? Yeah. And, no money so uh it does get really hard and i feel like every artist goes through that of course um it's like at a starting level but now i'm at the level where people are like not begging but like people really want to see me and that excites me that makes me so happy yeah yeah so i'm having a good time just kind of letting it work itself out because i feel like if you push too hard you're gonna push too far yeah now uh Getting into your own music, what uh, I know you released a EP. I did. What uh, What's the story behind all that? Um, I used to. Uh, I I had. It's actually kind of funny that I named it Forever Maroon. Um, Why? What What's What's the meaning behind the name? Um. Well, I had I had this girlfriend a long time ago, and she said it was like I had two personalities, and one was Ramoon, which is the nice one, <laughs> and Maroon was the mean one. That's funny. And um. It was just, like, really weird. I don't know. It was funny. It was just, like, something that we always joked about. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I started wearing my mask when I DJ. Uh, that was just, like, kind of, like, my trademark. Uh, like, Ao and Teo wear a mask. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's doing it their own thing. And uh-huh. the, the mask just kind of became my thing. I don't know. And, I like, it helps me perform. Like, as I'm not as nervous. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But everybody always says, like, oh, that's, like, your alter ego type thing. And so, like, you've heard my music. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> it, it's kind of raw, but, um, I think it's great. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you. And, and I appreciate that. Now, like, a lot of people real quick. What's the name of the track that you use for our, our, our outro music? Is that yours? Um, yep. Get well soon. Yeah. yeah. Soon? Get okay. well soon. That's, yeah. that's the only one I've heard, yeah. but I, I, you know, I dig it. I'm, thank you. You know, yeah. Um, my opinion means nothing to me. So. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just saying hey, um, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. Catchy. So I, no, I, I picked that name at first. It was, uh, I can't even remember what I was going to name it at first. I actually changed the name like two days before I had released it. Yeah. Can't remember what I was going to call it. I, it's completely blanked out of my mind. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, like Forever Maroon. Like I think it's a, I think it's a cool name. Yeah. I just didn't know what it what, what you know the story behind it. Yeah. So um, get well soon kind of came about really randomly. Yeah. I went to a friend's studio session, uh, and we're sitting there. You know, we're just like kind of taking a break. Yeah. And he's like jamming on the piano, right? And I'm just like kind of humming to myself, and I had no clue that the engineer was actually recording us. Oh, that's funny! And out of nowhere, just this beat started playing, and I was like, "Wasn't I just humming that?" And he goes, "Yeah, bro, I recorded it. It's a beat now." That's funny. <laughs> and the beat just came about, and I was like, "All right, we have to have a session." You that's know what cool. I'm saying? Okay. So we wrote the song, recorded it, me and uh, me and Milo, and um, that was like everybody's like favorite song i don't know what it was i had two other songs that just completely were nowhere near that level yeah. and um I thought it, was, it was great it's a great track thank you mm-hmm. yeah and and i i never myself had a passion like to rap you know yeah. what i'm saying like 
I'm a DJ. I'm not really good with the lyrics. Like it took me probably three and a half hours to write that song. Yeah. Like, and there's like people who write songs in 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't like, matter. Yeah. You know. And, um, some it, people take, takes days, days. days. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Like I, if I wanted to sit down right now and write a song, I'd probably sit here for five hours with a blank piece of paper yeah. in front of me. Like I'm just not good with that type of thing, but it just kind of came out and I feel like it went where it went because so many people just support me no matter what. Yeah. So like you guys and like uh like friends and stuff like that so that was really cool i i like that the ep was i don't know i didn't even think i was gonna make an ep yeah. you know i had like originally had an idea just oh just release a song for you know fun bullshit or whatever and then somebody was like you have to make more yeah like if you do this you have to make more now did, then, did you write all three of those tracks or no no i didn't i'm gonna tell the truth no yeah. i'm not <laughs> no um uh the first two I, actually, all three of them were not completely written by me. Yeah. Um, my verses were partly written by me or, you know, ideas off of other people that I wrote on. Yeah. Um, things like that. But, like, the concepts of the songs were completely brought up by other people. Which, yeah. That, yeah. That, I mean, and it, and it happens It's a collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all three of the people that I had features with, all three helped write the song. That's cool. And they were like, we really want to work with you. And I was like, I'm not good at this type of thing. And they were like, you don't have to worry about it. Nope. We got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's cool and, shit. And that was really cool. And I spent a lot of money making that. Yeah. Studio time, engineering, mixing, all that stuff. I was probably like $500 in on just a three-song EP. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. So uh, wh- Where'd you record that at? Um, Three different studios, actually. The first yeah. track, uh, uh, Fuck You Heard, I actually recorded in... Uh, J Tubbs bedroom. Oh really? Yeah, on like a mic, a mixer, and his computer. <laughs> Just recorded it in his bedroom. Uh, and then, uh, um, I can tell was recorded at Trackside Recording Studio in Depot Town, yeah. Ipsy. Um, and then I recorded Get Well Soon in like this, like it, you wouldn't even know it was a studio. You know, at the end of my street that uh, that like strip that looks like a motel kind yeah. uh, by across you from Mr. Pizza. Yeah. In there is a studio. Really? One of them's a studio. And my friend had called me, was like, yo, just come down. Like you we know you live on the street. Like that's come cool. chill down here. And that's where we recorded it. And the engineers just like did such great work. I they took what little scrap paper that I had and made it into a book. You know what I'm saying? And so that was really cool. That's cool. Um, the just engineers' minds are just insane. I, I there's know. no way I could think of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Very how cool. that went. Very cool. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah. My mom, actually, it was weird. I don't play my music for my grandma. Yeah. Because it's, it's just like nothing. It's, she needs to hear you know what <laughs> no, I'm saying? That's not her, that's not yeah, her style. It's, it's not her style, but she listened to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She wanted to. And I thought I was like, Grandma, you don't want to hear this. And she's like, no. Like, I want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what you're doing. So she listened to it. She doesn't like the lyrics or the content at all, but she liked the music. She liked yeah. the fact that I did something. And my mom liked it, and it was funny because I didn't tell my dad that I had released it. Yeah, I didn't tell him at all. He he knew I was recording. He hasn't heard any of it, and I just threw it in the shuffle one day when we were driving, and he's like, "Oh man, like who is this? Who's who is this? This is so good, like bro, you got to put me on this." And I looked at him, I was like, "Dad, this is me." He was like, "Nah, no way, bro. There's no <laughs> way." Because it's like a lot of people say, like I don't sound like me when I record it. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It- when I first heard it, I couldn't tell what part you were singing yeah. anyway. So Yeah, and he was like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Like, I need to download this. And I was like, this is me. Yeah. And he was like, wow. Like, that's intense. So that that was like a moment for me because I was just like, wow. Like, people really are digging this. Yeah, you know it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. And I still have yet to perform it. 
No? Haven't performed yet. Haven't really gotten around to performing because I'm just so busy DJing all the shows. Yeah. It's like I tried to perform it at one point, and then I couldn't find anybody who knew how to work the turntables to spin it. I gotcha. So I just... It's you got to know it's somebody. It's just out there. It's just out there. I don't know. Like, people dig it. Like, yeah. people listen to it, but... There have been times where they're like, oh, you should perform at my showcase. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Nah, you got to get out there and do it, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should. But, like, every time it comes down to it, like, I get nervous or, like, like it's, got, it's crazy. Like, you just got to power through it. Yeah, man. I know. People, like, I get really nervous. Like, I, stage fright is, like, a thing. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? But it's crazy because, like, I came up through school performing. You know what I'm saying? Band, yeah. choir, all that stuff. And, like. I don't know, it just well, gets it's a, me. It's a different environment. It's a yeah. different environment, and it's it's like my own thing. It's not like something that I've just been sitting there practicing, practicing, practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm saying like it's it's my music, and I don't need to practice it, but it's there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know. Like I want to, I want to definitely perform at some point, but I feel like I want to wait till I get a little more content out. Yeah. Were you uh, you working on anything, anything else right now? Or? I'm actually going to start working on an album. Uh, yeah. I've already started producing. I self-taught myself how to produce beats because yeah. I am exactly tired of paying for beats. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, so, it's not cheap. Yeah, I have some producing friends um, that have been teaching me every once in a while how to produce my own beats. And uh, I actually started yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I've got some good stuff coming out. I, like, I know how to play a lot of instruments, so yeah. I feel like I'm going to crank that out pretty easy. Um, it's just timing and things like that in my mm-hmm. head like different melodies all at once it's kind of hard to like decipher in there mm-hmm. so once i get it i feel like i'll be okay but i am i am gonna release an album That's hopefully cool. like a 10 10 track album something like that you gotta use you gotta put those same three tracks on that too or you gonna do uh all, get all Walton new? will be on there for yeah. sure yeah um i don't think the other two will be no i think those are just kind of floaters um i like them a lot there's no shade on those other two tracks it's just um, I release them as a B side on something. Yeah, yeah, I just I just feel like uh, you still do B sides. You're, you're right? showing your A side, B side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just eight tracks. I, I know. <laughs> you know, I know it doesn't necessarily apply to an a, actual I, physical B side. I haven't had a Walkman I mean. in a while. You know, um, <laughs> showing your age. <laughs> no, um, but I, I definitely think I'll do something with yeah. them. Um, but just not right now. I, I think we we were going to do a video for I can tell. Yeah. Um, but I just never. Like my scheduling's insane, so I just never got around to recording it. Um, we got halfway through a video for "Fuck You Heard." Oh, really? And the videographer changed the price on us mid, like mid shoot. Really? Uh, went up like two hundred bucks. And what, I, what I, was his reasoning for it? He knew we were gonna blow up. Type shit. That's kind of what just, I was thinking when you said that. He, I'm like, he well, knew he must be enjoying what he's seeing. He and knew thinking that the, he knew know. what what was going on with with this project. He knew yeah. that there was a very big following with it, and that, um, you know, he just he knew that he had when he told us a price, I jumped on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was like 150 bucks for the whole video. I was like, oh, oh yeah, take that, take that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, we're on it, we're on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then when he saw, like, I think once we got halfway through, he was like, whoa. This this is gonna be big. And yeah, it's like ah no, nah, like you okay. know, sorry I'm, I'm guys, need, I gotta charge you more. I'm gonna need 300 for this, and I was like, no, nah. I was like, you know what, you can keep the 150 that we gave you, but we're gonna take our business elsewhere. Yeah, and uh, then after that, our scheduling got crazy, and we just never recorded it. Yeah, that's the way it happens. Never mm-hmm. worked out. So I'm cool with not having a video. I've done cameos and like other videos, and like I like that whole scene, but. I don't know. Music videos aren't really 
like my thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. They're not really a lot of people's thing, are they? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are. They, I mean, you, you it depends on what setting you're in. Okay, or the, yeah. the type of artist you are. All right. Not granted, you know, you're not you're not getting a lot of stuff off of like MTV and stuff anymore. Right. It's all it's all online. It's all YouTube, right? Right. YouTube or Vimeo. Yeah. 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 And Vivo. Vivo. Vivo is the yeah, big Vigo. one. Yeah. Not Vimeo. Vimeo is a good one too. Is it? Yeah, okay. A lot of people are using that. Yep. 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 Um, but Vivo is like the big one. Okay. Yeah. So that's just kind of how. Are it they still out. more promotional than like they used to be? Like it was in the '90s, eight, late '80s, early '90s. MTV. Videos. Yeah, the MTV thing. The videos were promotional. That was to sell the records. For, um, well, or is it you're now? Not, just, well, you're not, you're not selling records anymore. You okay. Know, not, the, the music industry has kind of moved away from uh, an album, and they're more mm-hmm. focusing on individual songs. Yeah. Right. So it's right. to sell yeah. that song. Yeah. Right. And so, but uh, they are still promotional. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Like I know artists who have had great songs on the radio. Local artists, you know what I'm saying. Still have yet to release an album, but they have ten singles that are just. Hundreds of thousands of views, yep. ten singles, but won't put them into an album yep. because right. albums flop nowadays. That's how it is. If you well, because release... if you think about it, you go on iTunes. A lot of times, you're not buying an album. Nope. You go on iTunes, you're just buying, buying a song. song, right? Yep. Right. Especially with Apple Music, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many just singular songs are in my library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you hit show complete album, you're like, Nah, I don't no. want that. Yeah. <laughs> Close that. Well, I'm I'm old school. I buy vinyl, so if, oh, okay. If, it, yeah. if I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna buy it on, on vinyl. Yeah, you know, so. I've actually bought a few vinyls. Um, I started going to this thing called the Michigan DJ Session, um, which is really cool. Like, I have never heard of it before. My DJ friend was like, "Yo, there's like this cool thing that they do every month where yeah. we all meet up." And I had never scratched on vinyl before, and like their thing is, is like. No, don't be embarrassed. I think you know I saw the video you put out yeah, there. Yeah, like, you know, every, any level is welcome. And um, I showed up, and they were like, here, like, there was, like, a big circle, like, 10, 15 DJs. And, I mean, Don Q was there. Yeah. And that blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? DJ Don Q is, like, in Michigan, he is the DJ god. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's, like, like moving the mixer, like, with his elbow. And he's, like, <laughs> scratching with, like, his arm under his leg. And I was just like, dude, this is so insane. And then... He, like, throws me up there, and he's like, go, like, scratch. So I'm scratching a little bit. Like, I know a little bit. And then he is like, no, this is how you really know how to scratch. And he closes the computer screen. Yeah. So I can't see the BPMs, uh-huh. the, the start of the beat, anything. And he's like, you have to feel it. You have to feel it. You're not DJing. He's like, you're not a real DJ if you can't feel it. And um, I remember I just closed my eyes, and I just started scratching, and everybody just went insane. It was the coolest thing ever. That, that like... That put me into vinyls. That's cool. And I started buying vinyls That's after cool. that. But I don't have the turntables to work vinyls. No. So <laughs> those things are like $1,200 a yeah, piece. They're not, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely not so cheap. No. Well, and again, to show my age, I, might, I try not to scratch my vinyls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like I've used like somebody else's turntable and just dug the shit out of a oh, vinyl. Yeah. Just mm. dug it and fingertips are bleeding. Needles are broken everywhere. Yeah. It's just... Even like a pack of needles is like one hundred and fifty dollars for like twelve needles. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's crazy. Well, I'm curious. You went to to, to the BT Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, did you meet any other other people there? Any other artists or um, any celebrities at all? I mean, yeah, actually, uh, it's actually really funny. A lot of people tell me I look like this artist named uh, Post Malone. Okay. 
um, white dude. He's like super weird. He's like tatted all over the face, gold teeth, you know, type shit, long hair. He doesn't like shave his beard or anything. Which, and you did not just describe yourself. So I don't <laughs> And um, it, it's like, but I, I do like have like, I, I do kind of look like the dude. It's, okay. it's really weird. We're, so we're, we're walking into the, the live awards show. And I mean, just famous people everywhere. And I'm trying not to lose my cool because like the way my friends put it, it was like, if you're out here with us, like you have to be in this crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to be equal. You know what I'm saying? Don't a- act, act, like, act like you belong. Yeah. Right, don't right. act like a fangirl. Yeah. And it was crazy because I walk in and the first person I see is Fat Joe standing there. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's Fat Joe. And so I just like walked by and he's like giving everybody like a high five kind of thing. And yeah. he just like walked up, gave me a high five and walked away. And I was just like, oh my Sweet. God, like he just gave me a <laughs> high five, you know? And um, we were uh, walking into the award show and my friend goes, yo, it's your dad. Like just joking. And I turned around and I was like, what the fuck? And it was Post Malone standing there. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, like Post Malone. And it was really weird. His security guard looks at me. And he goes, whoa. And I was like, what? And he was like, you two look alike. And then Post Malone goes, oh, shit, yeah, we do. And he's like, snap this picture and send it to me. So I took the picture and sent it to him. Yeah. And that was like just – it. Uh, that was like the whole trip for me. You know what I'm cool. saying? The whole other six days that I was out there meant nothing That's except cool. for that 30 seconds. And um, uh, I was in the bathroom. It was really weird. I was in the bathroom at the urinal going to the bathroom. And – I heard somebody walk up to the urinal next to me and I heard these people have no manners. And I was like, what? And I looked over and I recognized the voice and I look over and it's D Ray Davis just like <laughs> at the urinal. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like trying to zip up and like get my hands washed. So like I can like get the fuck out of there. And like I got out and I just, I did like some fangirly shit. Like I waited outside of the bathroom and when Is he came it? out, I was like, yo, like Mr. Davis, we got to get a picture. And he's like, all right, for sure. And, like, he, like, posted up and we took the picture. That's cool. And it, was, it was, like, really cool. And then I had to, I had to like, play it cool because we were going in to where, like, everybody was sitting. Yeah. I mean, DJ Khaled, Mary J. Blige, like, Chance the Rapper, they're all within, like, 30 feet of me. And I'm just, like, in my head, I'm freaking <laughs> out, bro. I like, I am losing my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know what to do here. And, um you then realize like when you're sitting with all of them, everybody looks up to somebody. Oh yeah. It's so insane. Like how much everybody in that area were fans of each other. And then like, that's when you realize, Oh, I don't really have to act like I belong here. Like I belong here, Yeah. whether I act like it or not, you know what I'm saying? And like, everybody's a fan of somebody. And that was really cool to me to, to get that experience, to meet some of the famous people who like I listen to in my phone every day, like on a personal level. And yeah. that was really cool. That's cool. That was really cool to like talk to, um, there's this dude who does like really funny Instagram videos. He's like super famous, like in that sense. And he was there and like, I had talked to him for like 10 minutes, just waiting yeah. for my friend to get out of the bathroom. Like we just stood there and talked and he walked up and I just started talking to him. Like I knew him, you know what I'm That's saying? Cool. And like, that was cool. And I, I feel like they like that when you're not like, Oh, can we take a picture? Can we take well, a picture? Yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. They just want to talk to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that was really cool. And cause they probably get that shit all day long, all day long, bro. And I know it's so tiring. It's gotta be, I it's bet. gotta be so annoying. So I had a great experience. I mean, I wouldn't mind putting up with it, but right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I had a great experience in that sense was learning how they carry themselves versus yeah. how I carry myself now. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of work to be done Yeah, in that way. Yeah. The, uh, so I guess going back to the beginning, you know, musically who kind of inspired you to, um, my mom, 
Yeah. Not going to lie. My mom was like, you know what I'm saying? Like my, my mom and my dad like raised me on older rap. Yeah. They didn't raise me on the current stuff. It was like, it was always like Eminem, Dre, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And Run DMC uh-huh. was like my favorite. They still are. Like Run DMC is like the shit to me. Mm-hmm. And um, like I had uh, seen something where um, they were, they had like this DJ like battle, Run DMC and uh, I think it was DJ Qbert or something like that. Back when like DJing like first came out, yeah. like, when hip like Grandmaster Flash type shit. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, whoa. And my mom was like, oh, like that would be something really cool that you could get into. You know what I'm saying? And like she always pushed it, but I never really wanted to. And then like when it came about, like that's when I kind of realized I was like, yeah, my mom's been pushing this for yeah. a while. Yeah. So that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. And she always like kept me in music, like band. And then I did that all through middle school. And then I didn't want to do that. And then she made me do jazz band. And then jazz band like really when it started and then I got into marching band and then mm-hmm. I did like wind symphony and all that stuff. And that like kept my music brain, you know, like mm-hmm. sound for a while. So that was really cool. Yeah. My mom definitely That's cool. pushed me to do That's that cool. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When the, uh, um, artists that inspire you now? Um, well, I mean, you mentioned run DMC. Yeah. Run know. DMC, um, 50 cent. Okay. 50 Cent, like, came up from the bottom. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Like, I feel like people like him and, like, kind of, like, we're, like, kind of in a similar situation where, like, you come from, like, a city where things don't really happen, like, very well, like, right. in a very big style. And um, I feel like, like, he definitely inspires me. Um, and Big Sean. Mm-hmm. Big Sean's my, like, all-time favorite, like, of everything ever. He's from Detroit. Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I and, um, yeah. like... You're, like, super white, so... <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. Um, I'm, not, yeah, I'm, I'm not much Big, better, but Big Sean, <laughs> um, me and Big Sean, I feel like we kind of have like a like the same basis of yeah. like the come up because like it, it was just time and placing for him. He showed up to a radio station one day and Kanye just happened to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I showed up to one of his concerts and the opening act who I started DJing for just happened to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like. I feel like that's really cool, and I definitely look up to him as an artist. I've been to literally every single performance he's ever had in the state of Michigan, yeah. and every single time I see him, his performances just get bigger and better and better and better. And like he could literally sit out there with a mic and just hold it to the crowd, and they'll sing every song. Yeah, and that's like that's where I want to be. That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool to me. Like every time I see him, I just like get like this adrenaline rush, and like I watch his videos on Instagram, and I'm like, oh my god, he's so hype. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> Like, yeah, and so, like, he definitely inspires me, for yeah. sure. And, like, a lot of people say that, like, like you, know, like, you have that feel to you, you know what I'm saying, like, Big Sean feel, or, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I see, like, where you're getting your inspiration from and stuff like that, and, like, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, Big Sean is the shiz. <laughs> He's the bee's knees, as Ian would say. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have been known to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah. So, uh for people like Ian out there, what uh, musically, what's kind of hot out there? Um, mumble rap. I'm sorry to say it. That's I hate that stuff. I, mean, I, it's I hate funny it too. you mentioned that though. I actually I, I got interrupted. I started reading an article. Um, hip hop is kind of going through what rock went through for a, a period shit of time. storm. Yeah, yeah, where it's like is rap dead? You know, yeah. they did the same thing with rock, and and they mentioned that that mumble, mumble rap, rap, and it's I hate it. Um, I feel like, uh, I don't know if you guys know the term, uh, trap music uh-huh. is, I on its, is on its, that, like, 
the the hood anthems. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, are like on their way back, which is what hip hop was when I was younger. Right, which right. which is what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I feel like that's on its way back up with uh, like Gucci Man's like bringing that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Chains is bringing back the hood anthems mm-hmm. and things like that. And I feel like the f- these are artists that grew up in the hood though too. Yeah, right? okay. exactly. And I feel like the farther away that we steer from where hip hop originated the worse it's going to get. And that's what we're getting nowadays is like kids from like cities that are majorly the the majority of it is white or they have a lot of money or things like that. And I feel like that's not where hip hop came from. So I feel like that type of hip hop is not going to pick up very well. Yeah, It's getting away from its roots. It's getting away from its roots. And now people like two chains and Gucci and Lil Wayne and Eminem are bringing all of that back Mm -hmm. because they're from where hip hop has originated and the roots and they understand what it's, what it really is to be a hip hop artist. Yeah. You mentioned Eminem has, has, do you think now, I mean, his career's 15, 20 years in, right? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, if so you think long. about it, almost 20, almost 20, 20 years. 20 years. 20, 90, do you think his first album came out in 99. 90, was it 98 when he did the, that first LP that flopped though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Oh. Cause it's, he 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 made it big in ninety nine. Yeah, so. yeah. 99. So we'll say we'll say almost twenty years. Yeah. Um, do you think he's now at this point becoming detached from that to a point? No, I don't. I mean, think is there so. anything that he if, hasn't already said about the, his experience? His, his last couple albums were. I know I, that I, people, I really people, people have like they've been critical successes, but I you you know you talk about bringing kind of going back to its origins, and now I mean he's he's rich. He's you yeah. Know, yeah, comfortable. Well, Does he really have anything else to say? The same thing's been said about you know old rock stars. Yeah, right. You well, know? like the analogy that I have that I've always used for this, because um, I've had this conversation before, is like uh, like Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay, the comic books were like the shit. Everybody loves the comic books, yeah. and then some people see the new movies and they're like, nah, I don't really yeah. like that. But it's like, like I was raised on the Eminem show, Marshall Mathers LP, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I love it. You know, what I'm saying that's rap, that's hip hop. Like he's rapping about his life. And then recovery started, and then you get um, relapse and all that stuff, and uh, Marshall Mathers LP too. It's kind of it's different, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say it's a bad different. It's an evolution. Yeah. Okay, it's an evolution. It's a new Eminem. You right. know what I'm saying? And a lot of people may not like that because people are afraid of change. They get used to something, and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like music is about the evolution. It's right. about the change. And if you don't do that, then you're going to get left behind. Like there are some rappers who are very stuck in the past and will never make it. Yeah. And I feel like Eminem well, I, took the I, evolution. That, took I think that's what you just said is per is a perfect uh, yeah. analogy to, to rock music. Right. too. You yeah. Know, it's, look at the artists that are still playing today that are in their 60s, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. They had to have evolved at some yeah, point. Yeah, right. You know? And if they and, don't change while the world's changing, then they're going to get left behind. And, yeah. then, and rap and hip hop now, are, we're looking at 30 years in on the mainstream. Right. And, late, yeah, late. Well, you know, so it's oh, actually, I'd say closer to almost 40. 40 years, right? Well, I'm L- saying late, on the mainstream. I know, mean, I, there's mainstream in the, I'd say, late, very nationally, very mainstream, end of, or yeah. just more like nationally, New York, LA kind of thing. No, nationally, the oh. the late 70s, I think, is when it really started. Okay. Yeah, popping. As, you know, yep. growing up in the suburbs, essentially, I didn't really start hearing about it till the mid 80s. Yeah. So, but, um, right. But I think it's it's coming it to its, alive its in the mid eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, but I think it's it's going through that 
it's time. It's it's, yeah. it's time for it to kind of right. hit its midlife yeah. crisis, I well, guess. To, and, and, to go through its menopause. You know? and, yeah. And well, I would, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the eighties, there was a big there was a big transition uh, evolution in in, in, rap. in rap and hip hop from the beginnings in the late seventies to the end of the eighties. Right. Like you know, if going you're like, going from not to interrupt you, but no, like cool. going from let's say Run DMC, who raps about you know, everyday things, you know, girls, money, shoes, mm-hmm. stuff covering, like covering, that. covering Aerosmith songs. <laughs> yeah. And then they improved that. Song. And then they did. boom, you got, you know, Biggie and Tupac. Well, even before where, that, you yeah. say NWA, NWA, pu- yeah, gangster rap. When gangster rap came out, mm-hmm. that's, that's was the change. And people didn't like that. You saw how that went down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With NWA, uh, having that problem, public enemy, having that problem, um, and body count, body count, ice tea having a a problem. You know what I'm saying? It was just people weren't supporting the music because of the type of music that it was. Mm -hmm. And then they, people slowly figured out they got to get with the program or they're going to be bored. Well, well, I I think to a bigger point, the record companies went, Oh shit, we can make money off of this. Yeah. Right. right. So that's when it really started getting pushed. And that's, and that's of course when it kind of got to the level that I was at, you know, where Mm -hmm. people around me were starting to listen to it. Yeah. I would even say maybe, you know, from where I was growing up, the, my first experience with hip hop was the Beastie Boys. To be honest with you, oh yeah, or the Fat Boys. They were not the, even. I'd say the Beastie Boys yeah. first. You know, I mean, Lice the Beastie still. Boys was the first rap group to ever win a Grammy. That was right. What, what uh, their first album came out eighty seven. No, eighty six. Uh, no, is it? Was it? I thought it was eighty six or eighty seven. It was mid. I mean, mid-80s. it was big in eighty seven. I mean, yeah. it was still hitting. You know, <laughs> didn't they? Have, what was that song called that I used to like by them a lot? Was it like Paul Revere? Or oh yeah, like Paul that? Revere. Yeah. That's a Dude, great, that that's was a great song. That song, bro. I remember. I had I had this notebook that I had when I was in like fifth grade, and I remember I liked that song so much. I wrote down the lyrics and. Like a few years ago, I was, you know, getting rid of some stuff and I had found the notebook where I wrote it. My handwriting was terrible. I was in like fourth or fifth grade, of course. But I remember reading it and I was trying to decipher what it was and I had no clue. And then it just hit me. I was like, oh, this is Paul Revere. I wrote that down (laughs) in my book. It was the coolest thing ever. And I, I, that was probably the only song I ever heard by the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Hmm. And you're right. It was 86. Was I? Okay. License Hill came out in 86. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Jackass. I mean, <laughs> I may not know a lot about hip hop, but I remember dates. <laughs> normally, normally, I'm pretty good with it, especially yeah. when you're alive during those dates. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Shut so, up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that's just pretty much my story. That's how it all came about. It just all happened. It was really weird. That's I didn't cool. like, push it. I didn't try for it. It just kind of fell into place, mm-hmm. and I, I took it and I just ran with it. Now you got to work at it and make it bigger, though. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, and don't forget us, the little guys. Even if we are old, that's a journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. Um, so where can uh, where can people find your music at? Yeah, um, on SoundCloud. Uh, maybe, maybe for a short period. Yeah, of time. yeah. However long they last. Um, definitely on SoundCloud. Look me up, DJ Fame. Um, I'm the only one that says it's from Michigan. Now the URL I made a long time ago, so I don't even know what the URL is. You just got to search me up; you'll find. And me. you got to look for fame with periods in between the letters. Yeah, so yeah, it's out. an acronym. Um, What's it mean? It it means fuck all my enemies. That's funny because that's <laughs> what I thought it meant. <laughs> yeah, um, means fuck all my enemies because when I you're such a nice guy. How do you have enemies? Well, <laughs> oh man, oh man, high school was a time. High school was a time. It uh, was for all of us. <laughs> yeah, and just a lot of people hating. 
A lot yeah. of people hating. You you get a little bit of clout, and people want that clout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when the haters come out. But he, without that, you have no reason to work. Right. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. Um, if you don't have them, you have no motivation. Because if everybody's pleased with you, then what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It gets too stagnant. So, I mean, it happens. Uh, but yeah, that actually came, I didn't. At first, it wasn't. That's not. It wasn't even an acronym when it first came out. It was yeah. just fame. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was actually at a show, and somebody was like, "Oh, what's your name?" I was like, "DJ Fame." And they were like, "Oh, fuck all my enemies. That's dope." And then I was like, "What?" And it just kind of stuck. That's funny. And then so I changed it to an acronym. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, but it's not it's not on iTunes or anything yet, is it? Or no, um, I'm actually working on the publication for it right now. Yeah. I have some friends who have their own publications and um, stuff like that. It's just a lot of. Uh, like royalties paperwork oh, and yeah, stuff I to bet. fill yeah, out. Like, God, the the amount of paperwork I did for this EP on royalties and stuff like that is just, I, I bet. It shouldn't even be legal, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Like, what? all the signatures I put out on that. But, um, yeah, once I get all that publicated and all the paperwork, all my, you know, T's crossed and I's, I's dotted, it'll be in. The, uh, so where can people find you on social media and all that? Um, you can look me up on Twitter and Instagram. They're both DJ Fame official. I'm the only one. Uh, there's a lot of DJ Fames. I've actually linked up with some DJ Fames. Like yeah. out in Vegas, I worked with one. Um, he's a lot more famous than I am. He's got like three million followers on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> dudes. Uh, he I think he DJs at like the Bellagio or something like that. Um, some you know residency club out there. Right. Um, right. And. Uh, yeah, it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> he uh, DJs for this this artist I listen to named Dizzy Wright. Mm-hmm. He's like his tour DJ, and he came to Ann Arbor in the show, and he found me on Twitter, and he would, like messaged me like, "Yo, bro, like I'm DJ Fame. You're not DJ Fame. Like, you can't do that." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Nah, like out here, this is my turf. I'm yeah. DJ Fame. You know what I'm saying? No matter what." And um, it just like kind of turned into this thing where we started working together. We were like, "Fuck it, like this is really cool." That's you know? cool. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, so he's like helped me out a lot with my producing thing. He produces it a lot. Um, so you can find me at DJ Fame Official on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I do not have a Facebook. Uh, that's like personal. Yeah. Probably for the best. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. You might have to put one out there. If SoundCloud go, goes down or when it goes yeah, down. Right. Yeah. Um, well, just I'll you know, do. have a separate one for for the music. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that. Uh, but other than that, yep, just Twitter and Instagram. I'm mostly active on Instagram, though. Yeah. Um, you can add me on Snapchat, AR-Jonzo, J-O-H-N-Z-O. I'm on there. Real quick, I, um, have you considered getting into man- finding management or representation? Um, I've actually had a lot of people I'm, offer. I've had I've had some good experiences and some bad experiences with management. Right. Um, when I was with Aonteo, we had this manager. Um, I'm not going to say any names, yeah. but, uh, took a lot of money, Yeah, you know, took a lot of money, um, that was ours. And, uh, so once, once we had that situation handled, um, I had no management for a while. Uh, one of my good friends from high school, uh, Brian Roberts with MacDofino agencies, he started his own management company. He managed me for a while. Um, uh, I felt like after a while management wasn't really my route, um, because management, cost money that I don't have that I already don't make. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I feel like going solo on the, uh, the whole like management thing was a better move for me. Mm-hmm. Cause 
there's no shade on Brian or at all or anything like that. It's just that uh, I just feel like management. I'm not at that level yet. Right, I feel like right. that was just that was a little overwhelming for me, um, having to uh, go through somebody else to do something that I want to do. Like if I wanted to DJ, I had to approve it through Brian. You know what I'm saying? Which, which is I not see. bad. That's how management works, and that's how it goes. Right. Um, but I just feel like I'm not at that level yet. There right. are some artists who are definitely at that level um, in our area, and he has a lot of great artists. He does a lot of great work. Um, but I just feel like I wasn't at that level yet. So I kind of I kind of just steered my own way, and me and him still remain to work together. He still books me for things like that and stuff, and he's a great connect. And management in any way is a great connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but if... I look for a manager. It'll be at a later date yeah. in the future. Maybe not the near future. I mean, that makes but, sense. You know, yeah. if if you know, right now you're still trying to find your place. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're and just going to get in the way. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's a, it's a lot harder to find a place when you have somebody who's trying to make one for you on the yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you you All were right, listening, so, so you not you need to know. You yeah, tell us where you left off. All right. So I guess we're back. After my computer crashed, and hopefully we didn't lose an entire episode of what we were talking about. So. It didn't seem like it, but... No, yeah, so I'm not sure exactly where we left off, but... Uh, uh, did did we get everything in where, where they can find him? I believe so. Including uh, booking? Booking. Oh, uh, yeah, my email. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I know we talked about it. I wasn't sure if it yeah. recorded it. Let's, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll, give it, give we'll, it another What was your shot. contact for, for bookings again? Um, it's uh, djfameofficial77 at gmail.com. Cool. Um, you can find me on Twitter or you can DM me on Twitter. You can DM me on Instagram. Um, I check those pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, a bunch of them come through, but, you know, I, I, I have a pretty good process of finding cool. the serious inquiries and gotcha. the non-serious ones. So. Right. That's because I think that's kind of where we were leaving off. You're talking yeah, I think about, so. you know, yeah. you know, you charge this much, but you know, yeah, that's right. Right. There's, there's a price for every situation. Right. Right. And, um, everything, everything can be worked with. Mm-hmm. So very cool. And I think the thing that did get cut out was the whole, uh, the, we did figure out that you're, Captain Lorax on SoundCloud. Okay. For, for, any, for, for anyone that wants to find him on SoundCloud, that's what it is. So, yeah. um, but uh, anything else, guys? No, I, that's no, about I, it. Really, I, I had a great time being yeah, here. Very cool. Yeah, that's actually the first time I've talked about uh, the the like the whole story from the beginning mm-hmm. i've done a lot of interviews and they've asked questions and i don't think it ever came out as good as the story yeah. did yeah and, well, and not that the story changes it's just that there's a lot of parts here and there that get forgotten and yeah. things like that important parts so well that's kind of the way we like the our show to go is more free form yeah you know so that everything is kind of covered yeah yeah so, yeah we try to keep it more of a casual a casual yeah. conversation kind of deal mm-hmm. so but uh, i do appreciate you coming on the show and thank you Thank you. For uh, we should me. point out we appreciate letting us use your song at the end of the show too. Oh, because I mean, we've been doing yeah, it. Yeah. No problem. No, that <laughs> yeah, pretty much since happy. the beginning. I'm yeah, completely ripping your music for our show. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, no. I we have official permission that. now. Right? Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, it, it was crazy because um, uh, Nick Nick had originally you know done the whole thing, used the song, and then like two days later, I I hadn't listened to it, and like two days later, he goes, "Oh, I forgot. I should remind you, or like I should tell you." <laughs> yeah. We used your song for our podcast, just letting you know. And I was like, oh, that's cool, bro. Like, I'm super happy about that. Yeah, well, yeah. I po- I posted it, and I kept thinking. I kept telling myself, I got I to gotta get a hold of them, let me know I used it. And then Mandy listened to the show, and she's like, hey, does he know you used his music? And I was like, 
no. no. I guess I should probably let him know that <laughs> song no. get a cease and desist letter in the mail or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was totally cool. And um, as soon as he had messaged me, I immediately pulled up the episode and I listened to the whole thing. And then at the end, because um, I was like, I was like, did he use it like in the middle or like what? What you know what was going on with that? Well, and then it just like came up, and I was like, oh, and then it, like grandma came running in there. I was like, yo, it's on here. Like, that was super cool. Because it was what our second or third episode. No, right? no, no. It was probably like the sixth episode. Oh, was it really? Yeah, because it was. It's it, been it, there for so it long. Was I, just, the, I don't remember what the topic was. The evolution of music. Yeah, that's what oh, it was. Okay. That's what it was. Because yeah. Ian was bashing on like. Uh, Auto tune and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. like, I got like, down I on T Pain. I, I was like, got down on T Pain. I was yeah. like, I gotta put out this fucking song again. Yeah. And it, you know, it's funny because I used a lot of auto tune for yeah. that. You song. know what? If I, it's that, used properly, there's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah. I think it's way overused. It, yeah. I, you yeah. know, it, I think it was for a while, but I think it's definitely it's died down. Yeah. Died and, down. and the cool thing was was like I did choir for my whole high school career. Yeah. And, um, so I can, I, I'm not going to say I can sing, but like I can keep a tune. And, um, uh, when we had first did get well soon, Mm -hmm. I, I wrapped it and then I was like, no, 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 this is like too stagnant. Like Mm -hmm. I need to put, you know, some flavor into this. And so I sang, you know, the first, you know, two or three bars or whatever. Uh And it sounded good. And then I was like, auto tune it. And he was like, no, don't use the auto-tune. I was like, auto-tune it, bro. It's going to sound great. And he yeah. auto-tuned it, and it, it sounds, just came out yeah. so much better. And I was like, yes, that's how we do that. <laughs> it's really cool hearing yourself in auto-tune, like, through the headphones yeah. while you're yeah. recording. It, it was like, when I hit the note, I, like, looked through the glass, and they were all looking like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it worked. <laughs> so that was a cool experience. I had never used auto-tune before. So. Yeah, so I, I definitely wanted to use it as, like, a poke at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, at the, end, at the end of that episode, <laughs> yeah. we're all entitled to our opinions. Yeah, right? no, no, no. yeah. And no, like I said, really you know, cool. in a situation where it can improve something, sure, you know, yeah. that the tools are there. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of artists out there who are using it all the time. Yeah, you know, it's like lip syncing. You know, to right. me, in that sense, if it's being used improperly, that's what I can equate it to. Yeah, you know, you obviously can't sing, so they're you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I would have to use auto tune. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even think auto tune would help. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, fuck you. Well, that's the, well, that's the reason I used auto tune is like, like you have a deep voice. Yeah. Like, like I was a bass when I was in choir. Like, yeah. you know, because I have a deeper voice, mm-hmm. and trying to hit those higher notes can be a lot harder. Right. A lot of people can't uh, use a what do they call? What's the term? A falsetto. Falsetto. Yeah. Um, to hit that note, so I feel like auto tune really helps a lot yeah. of people. Like T Pain. Dude can sing. He's a really good singer, yeah. but he has a deeper voice, so those har- those higher notes can be a little harder. So that auto tune took him up there. Yeah, but yeah. no, there are definitely people who use auto tune. You need now, to stay the fuck away. Do from you it. still use auto tune when you're performing that though? I mean, if if you yeah. need it to hit those yeah. high yeah. notes, yeah, I have an. Uh, there have been um, times where, uh, like, I've used an auto tune setting on the mic mm-hmm. to um, hit those notes. I've never performed it, like I said, right. Um, but like when I've been in sessions or when I've uh, performed it like for people, mm-hmm. um, I've used an auto tune setting on the mic. Now, yeah. just real quick, I know we're kind of at the end of the show, but mm-hmm. um, just on a, a philosophical level, where 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 do you draw the line then in allowing the technology to be the music rather than just the music be itself? Um, like what do you mean? Well, like okay, if you instead of 
what I would say, if I can't hit the high notes, what uh-huh. I would do is write songs where I wouldn't have to hit the high notes. Okay. You know, okay. where you write to your, not mm-hmm. to your limitations, but to your strengths. Right. Rather than, you know, you want to push your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Where in those cases, those rare cases, but where do you draw that line? Where do you put, okay, if I can't hit that without this, do you just not do that? Or, I mean, um, where, like I said, just where do you draw the line then, well, personally? Well, when I, like, when I had did that part, I had saw it in my head in a different way than mm-hmm. when I was performing it. And I knew that that way was aesthetically more pleasing um, for right. that song. And I knew that that had to happen no matter what I had to do. Right, so right. Um, I know that the, the auto tune took it to that place. Now I know that like, if there is just absolutely no way possible to hit that and the, the technology would get in the way mm-hmm. or would, would overstep its boundaries is, right. you know, um, then I wouldn't do it. Okay. But, um, I definitely, when, when I had that vision, I saw it, you know, it's just like something that like people who are like musically inclined, I guess, like can mm. do like, like I see, I saw everything, right. you know what I'm saying? When it came to making that, that verse. And, um, when, when we had first wrote it, I was like, ooh, that would be like a nice little like singing part. Like I don't I haven't sang in any of my songs. Um but then I was like just doing it and then I was like, let me try this and then I did it and I was like, ooh, that works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just kinda how it went. But um there are definitely times where I'm just like, nah, we gotta cut that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, cut right. that out, cut that out, like we're just gonna change it because there's just no way I can get this to sound good. And it's not sound good. Like other people might be like, yo, that's so dope. Like I've had people do that and I'm just like, No, I don't like that. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So we gotta cut it. I'm sorry, this is gonna take a little longer. I'll, you know, pay whatever the extra time is or whatever it is. Um, but if I have a vision and I, I kinda wanna stick to it, you know, and, that, and that's Well yeah, that's I, to me that's yeah, that's where it makes sense. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the artist that <clears throat> Just let the the technology do the work. Yeah, it. it's kind of. Yeah. I guess you know. I maybe didn't articulate that as well when we were talking about it, but that's right. kind of yeah. the problem I was having. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it, I used to say the same thing about um, when in the in the early '80s when synthesizers and stuff started coming out, <laughs> a lot of artists just let the synthesizers do all the work, yeah. whereas other artists just used it as a tool. Mm. Yeah, and music. that's that's where I guess I was getting at. Yeah, with it, yeah, you know? and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. So. Yeah, that's kind of the line there. If if mm-hmm. it's if it's not with the vision, then I'm not with it. Right, so. right. Okay, yeah. very cool. I guess we can kind of wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, just a slight expl- explanation. If this part sounds different than the part before it, <laughs> it's because my computer crashed and I had to stop recording. It took me a couple minutes to figure out how to fix it all. So I don't know if the sound is the same, but whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. I'll all get right. it all mixed together and. It'll turn out fine. We were bound to have something, some form of a glitch eventually, because yeah. we just haven't really had one too knock, much, you know. Knock on wood. Yeah. This is a wood table? Well, it is a wood table. Okay, awesome. <laughs> but the springs in my mic boom echo, so. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a tin table. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> the... <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, as always, you can email any questions or comments to lifeinjournalmi at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Um facebook um always check out our website which is life in general podcast.com which we'll you'll you can always find our the most recent episode of not only this show but our partisan bites episode also um has its own page on there i did finally put an extra pay a new page on the website okay where you can um i've got some different uh, wallpapers and stuff you can use for 
mobile devices and computers and stuff like that. Hmm. If you like our if you like our logo and all that. So. Right, right. So official as hell. So that's crazy. That's super fucking official. Dude. Yeah, okay. we, we try to do everything around here. So. <laughs> that's super official. Okay. Nick that's tries cool. to do everything around here. I just I just Nick. sit back and go, good I, job, Nick. I, 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 hey man, Next I'm thing a, you guys need is a merch table at a show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if we start getting some more listeners, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've thought about it before. Right. So. Merch tables? Well, well just merchandise, merchandise in, gen- in general, yeah. yeah, because there's uh, the site we go through um, for our for our website has a uh, merchandise a merchandise section. section that you can put on on your website ah, and all that stuff that's too. Cool. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. I also have DJ Fame merchandise. Do you? There you, you can, go. You can yeah. DM me about that. Yeah, um, I got to get you guys some. I forgot. I actually had texted Mandy about shirt sizes yeah. for everybody. Um, I just got hats. Stickers and T-shirts yeah. right now, but uh, I'm working my way into like pens, mugs, that's cool. mouse pads, stuff like that. That's cool, cool. Yeah, I got a calendar. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool actually. When when the merch first came in, bro, I almost cried. I was like, ah, my name is on a T-shirt. That's so cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I remember seeing the pictures. Of yeah, it too. yeah, I went crazy. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, but people can just DM for you. Just just DM me, and then uh, you know um, I do all my payments through PayPal. That's cool. Um, and then you PayPal me, and I can ship it to wherever. Cool. Cool. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, you can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, a bunch of other places. If you like the show, share it with somebody you think might also like it. I always appreciate the uh, the new followers and listeners. So, and if you hate it, share it with your enemies. That's true. And if there's something you hate about the show, it's probably Ian's fault. So it, it, it most definitely is my fault. <laughs> it is definitely my fault. Um. Well, that's about it. Until next time. Talk with y'all later. See you guys. Peace out. Playing my role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie, you know that I ain't for that fuck shit You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it Know that y'all sick as fuck, here go this tissue bro We taking the dub, hoping you get you some This here like a pick me up, she taking my drugs Know they see the sign, that's some dollar sign Know they sick as fuck, know they sick as fuck Tell them get well soon, tell them get well soon Know you sick as fuck, get well soon Oh shit, watch out you the car, Billy, oh shit Bottles. We mash at the party that hit when we style it.